0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast The new moon is here Let's celebrate it This is our cosmic reset Believe it, feel it I promise tonight we're just going to be positive I did watch the series finale of Shameless And I watched Shameless off and on So I was kind of out of the loop I remember when one of the characters died a couple years ago Watched a little of that And then I just, you know, you get busy Shameless is a really good show It is a banquet of a show Because there's all kinds of different representations In Shameless And I watched it and I I kind of felt bad at first I thought, whoa, I really should go back and watch it this is different than last year when I watched Game of Thrones and I had never seen it. So, yeah, I got to watch a virtual. They did like a virtual goodbye where all the cast members, except for Emma Ross, Emmy Rosson. Oh God, she was so missed. She was so missed. That was an ensemble because I always felt. Yeah, William H. Macy was the lead, but I always felt that was an ensemble series. There was no real star. It was an ensemble. You know what I mean? And it was done really well. So I think I can, you know, now I can go back and rewatch it. I mean, remember those days when people would binge and I and I was there, you know. I would binge I remember binging Orange is the New Black, watching it, getting into it. And then by probably 2016, I kind of f- fell out of it after that. 2017, I just didn't have the energy anymore to binge. It's so beautiful outside. Why Why the hell would I stay in all day and binge something? I remember one time when I first got into Orange is the New Black and I was binging it. And I remember watching it at night after I got off work. And next thing you know it I'm I'm four episodes in And it's four in the morning Because you know Each episode is an hour It's like goodbye sleep Yeah You lose track of time But Shameless I remember when it first premiered I want to give a shout out To Carlos Delano I eventually am going to have him on the show I don't know when That's entirely up to Carlos Carlos has a lot going on in his life and that's all we can just send good wishes good vibes it's tough it's tough when your friend is going through something and you just can't help him it's very tough so I just send him good vibes his birthday is in a month so it's going to be, oh my, I'm not going to tell his age. He wouldn't like that. He always looks good to me. But his, his taste in television and films is very interesting. Because sometimes he would get into a show and he would tell me, I always get into these shows and then they cancel them. But Shameless, that was totally him. I mean, there were certain shows that I would keep up with with him. and then But with Shameless, it's like he always... Kept up with it He would tell me things that I didn't know Because I, like I said I would go off and on back into it He loved the cast and, and there were other situations In the show that I think he loved And Carlos used to work in television So he, he, he knows about the meat and potatoes Of television So I thought of him as I was watching the series Ender, I thought well I hope he's enjoying this It's tough when that chapter ends But at the same time, you gotta remember This is television, it's not real Yes, it does take Certain real factors and characters But it's not real You move on with your life You go forward Yeah And this is, as I said, this is the cosmic this is the great reset. I didn't get to see the moon, but I feel it. I feel it. And here we are. I wish it was Saturday, to be truthful to you. I wish the reset had happened on Saturday. Yeah. Monday going into, or Sunday going into Monday. Yeah. You know, my relationship to films really is about cosmic energy. Because there's something that I feel when I watch a good film. There are certain films that that don't do that. There are some films that get into you, and you and you watch. You know, like if you're flipping through the channels, and it, and you see it, and you just have to watch it. There are certain films that do that to me: Ferris Bueller, The Goonies, Mildred Pierce. I know. See how I jumped. <laughs> Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter is one of those old films, classic films. With uh, Robert Mitchum and Lillian Gish. Yeah. So my relationship to films is they it got stronger as I moved out of my teens. I remember trying to watch my siblings and my cousins one year rented all these horror films over the summer. And here I was renting Judy Dench and Mrs. Brown. And they made fun of that. They said that they found me asleep and they saw naked hippies in the film. And I said, no, that was just Billy Connolly and Gerard, Gerard Butler getting into the ocean... And swimming naked. Who cares? Who cares? Mrs. Brown is... Her Majesty Mrs. Brown is such a great movie. With Judy Dench playing Queen Victoria. And Billy Connolly playing... Sean Brown. It's one of my favorites. And then... Judy Dench reprised that role decades later. To play Queen Victoria. And victoria and abdul it was a beautiful film what a great actress that's what i love about film and then to know and then to learn that she was on a tv series that pbs still plays as time goes by with uh, one of the actors from mrs brown yeah what a what a great actress I I love moments like that I love that she's still making films That it's not about The youth market As people assume There are films that I want to watch With all kinds of different casts And like I said I'm going to mention again The Cosmic Reset The New Moon And I'm talking about New Moon I'm not talking about Twilight. <laughs> I remember watching those. And and if I rain on your parade, I apologize, but this is just my opinion. I remember watching those and just thinking, oh god. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Okay, you got some good looking people in there, and then it's just like they need to go in the sun for a while. I mean vampire movies to me okay, interview with the vampire, alright, you know. Christopher Lee is Dracula. Frank Langella as Dracula, Gary Oldman as Dracula, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen as Dracula, dead and loving it. Come on, come on, right there. But then to have this like teenage It's like, oh God, I'm so thankful I'm not a teenager. <laughs> yeah. But you know that's someone that's someone's fan group that's someone's fan. You know, they fanned out over Twilight. So, you know, I'm not gonna publicly oh wait wait, never mind. I am publicly saying that I don't like it. Hey, there was a good it was a good looking cast, I understand that, but I just remember watching that thinking, please be over. (laughs) And I'm sure people think that of the Avengers films. So to each his own. This is a perfect time to just do it yourself. This is, is, the world is our oyster now. Be your own boss. Be your own company. If you're bored, go outside. If you're lonely, listen to my show. This is for those who are lonely. Those who are in need of a friend. I quote the great, Lou Reed, whom whose music I loved so much, where he they once asked him it was it was John um, Oh goodness. John Stewart, the Daily Show. That week that Lou Reed died, he paid tribute to him with a moment of Zen. And Lou Reed was talking about his audience. He says, with headphones, you're mine. So with my audience, with headphones or in the car, you're mine. I'm here for you. Not just talk about these films that I love, but it's talk about this relationship that we all have. The intimacy of this. When I first started doing this, I mean, goodness. I, 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 would, I remember I'd be so sick and and, and I'd be like, oh, I got to... I gotta record I owe it to them this this isn't just about me I do have an audience and I do, I owe it to you because now I've set a tone to realize that that this is all bigger than me this is, this is a part of uh, sometimes I prefer to do this without the microphone it's like MTV Unplugged yeah I'm gonna do it unplugged <laughs> This is such a spiritual thing, doing this. It really, truly is. My hope is that when concerts come back, I'm going to do this at a concert. I mean, I'm going to do this before the opening act because I don't want to get the phone taken away because there is a rule about that, and I understand that, recording things, and I don't have copyrighted material on this show. I do to play a few film clips, but don't get me on that because this is a film podcast. Sometimes you need a little sugar to set the table, some uh, silverware. Films and music and our relationship to them is so important. Just as I mentioned earlier, the show Shameless. Shameless has a very interesting, diverse Audience. The people that I've talked to who love Shameless, they like it because it reminds them of their family. Or it reminds them of their friend's family. They they feel a kinship with the show Shameless. Because there's all these different situations going on in Shameless. Because in Shameless they're all just trying to get that piece of the pie the American Pie you might love certain characters more than others or certain people more than others but it's an ensemble piece because they've always interconnected everything and so what they did was interesting in terms of an ending and so my relationship to this show this podcast is just to provide you with a gentle ear I don't yell at you I don't bark at you I don't demand things of you I just say hey this is what I like if you want to check it out you can do that on your own time and you know everything has its time because I love how people would say to me "Oh, why are you now getting into that Oh, was I supposed to get into it when it was the thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Everything has its time. There are certain things that I'm into that I didn't get into right away. You can't force that upon someone to watch this or listen to that. You you can't do that. It, it just it doesn't work like that. Your ears have to be ready for it. And I know some people would disagree with me on that. Your eyes have to be ready for it. There's certain things that happen when you connect to a film or to a record. I didn't connect to classic films till I was 18. People would probably think, oh, why didn't you connect to them when you were like 10? Well... I didn't want to be inside all the time when I was 10. I wanted to be outside running around, riding the bike, riding the bike, enjoying the energy, enjoying the atmosphere, the freedom of being outside, whether it was cold or hot or raining. Oh, I loved playing in the rain. Oh God, I was crazy. I really, I still am. So with this podcast, we just talk about everything. Yesterday I paid tribute to the birthday man himself, Max von Sydow, and today I paid tribute on another show to DMX. So, what a what a collective this is to be able to talk about art, music, and film. Oh, art! I, well, we could go to art, maybe we could. Frida Kahlo and. Salvador Dali, two of my favorites, two of whom both are Latino. Yeah. Diego Rivera, Van Gogh, Goya. There's so many greats out there. They all deserve a movie, too. And my hope is that more films are made of those great artists, I've never seen a biographical film about Salvador Dali, and I don't think I ever will. I don't think anyone has the cojones to to really portray Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali was a madman to some, a, a constant multitasker, and then became friends with Andy Warhol, And I like Andy Warhol But I always felt that Salvador Dali That was the real deal right there He had no peers In that aspect Of the surrealism Maybe he did Or maybe he didn't But when I look at Salvador Dali's work And then hear stories About Salvador Dali He's very Mysterious to me and I and that's interesting. One of my professors, when she was coming back to the U.S. in the '60s, was on the same boat as Salvador Dali, and she says every night when they would go to dinner, he would just—he was so flamboyant. He had the cigarette and he had a cape. And they docked at New York, and the reporters were there, and they said, "Mr. Dali, who is the great artist of today?" And he says, "Well, it's me, of course." Can't come, can't, can't. Yeah, not going to stop him because he was right. He was right. He was so right. So, our relationship to film and to music and to this show as a collective, providing you all with this space, giving you a promise that I'm going to entertain you. I'm going to, for these minutes that we speak, I tried to do the hour long shows I tried Maybe I'll go back to them But then I started to realize that people In terms of a commute Sometimes it's 15 20, 30 minutes And The show should only last as long as your commute Because then it's going to be a, It's going to be a meal You've got to finish 50 minutes of it And then finish the other 50 Or however long If I have a guest on, we extend it. It's longer. Sometimes it takes a lot to have guests on the show. I I work at it. But there's something a little freeing about doing it solo. And doing the Dr. Seuss film podcast and feeling this new energy. And just moving forward with things. It's it's very freeing. I love how people offer you something. They think it's going to free you. And then you're like, no. There's, There's just too much of that. It's too much. Yeah. This really isn't about one film at all. I mean, if we really had to sum up 2020 and now, it's Groundhog Day. If if you want to be honest. Directed by Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, Brian Domer, uh, Murray, Stephen Treblans- Treblotsky. Yeah. That whole deja vu factor. And I love Bill Murray. I love his movies. Someone who Really deserves the respect he really does he's a funny man always keeps me entertained what about Bob hey yeah so the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast this is a new this is a new frontier the cosmic reset and I am so for it and cheers to all of you and unpleasant dreams it gets better it will. Good night. (laughs)